Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the GSL podcast. My name is Wendell Mascarenas, and I'll be your host. This is the first of what I hope to be many, many more episodes, and it's all thanks to you guys for tuning in and for your support. Just a quick housekeeping note, if you haven't listened to the introduction podcast, hit pause, go to the uh, soundcloud.com slash the GSL podcast and listen to episode zero, the introduction podcast. It'll give you more information about the podcast and kind of what to expect going forward. And it's only about four minutes long, so it should get you caught up pretty quick. Just a quick refresher for everyone. I hope to release a podcast every Wednesday, but it'll be depending on the news, if there's things to talk about. As uh, if it's really nothing happening in the league that week, then I might just skip a week and wait till the next week to discuss the matches and previews. It's also going to depend on the availability of some special guests on the show. And if you want to get involved, I highly encourage you. This show will be a lot more entertaining with more people on it. I'm sure people will get very tired of listening to my voice. So the more people that want to join, the better. If you want to be featured on the podcast, just email me at thegslpodcast at gmail.com and we can set up a time that works for you. It really only takes five to 10 minutes and a phone call to conduct an interview and have a discussion, and then you could be featured on a future episode. I think it'd be great to have a special guest every other episode at least, so please do email in if you're interested at all, and we can work around your schedule. The agenda for today's podcast is divided into two segments. In the first segment, we're gonna go over news and rumors that have been floating around the GSL. In the second segment, we're gonna go one team at a time from last season, to discuss how they performed last year and what to expect from them this year. I'll finish off the podcast by trying to predict how the table is going to look at the end of the year when we have the final standings of the league. At some point this episode, we are going to have a special guest, so look forward to that later on in today's episode. But first, let's get to the news. The first news topic to address is the schedule for the upcoming season. I was hoping to record this podcast after the official release of the schedule, But as of Wednesday, May 25th, there still has been no schedule posted on the website or release of the teams. For that reason, I won't be able to talk about the upcoming matchups for this weekend. But next week, we'll be able to recap the matches and I can go into it then. The reason the schedule hasn't been released is the league is still trying to finalize the number of teams this year. Until the executive committee knows exactly how many teams there are, it's impossible for them to release a schedule for this year and factor in bye weeks or no bye weeks and things like that. So we're still waiting for a final list. Next up, we do have some unfortunate news in the GSL that has to be addressed. For those of you that haven't heard, Two teams from last year's Goan Soccer League have folded, Dabalim and Navalim. Unfortunately, this follows a trend in the GSL, as the league used to have as many as 12 teams. Over the years, as players and managers have aged, there has been a decreasing commitment in number of players that want to play in the league. Last year, we were boosted by the arrival of Mopsa, which was Margao's B team, as they had too many players to field on their first team. Unfortunately, last year also spelled disaster for Dabalim, who were constantly struggling to find enough players on game day and even forfeited the quarterfinal match last year after winning their spot in the playoffs against Donna Paula the game before. Fortunately, there have been some rumors circulating around that some players on Dabalim are still looking to play in the league and as a result have gone to Donna Paula with the possibility of making a second team. However, this has not been confirmed yet and I'm anxiously awaiting to see the schedule to see if there are eight teams or seven teams in the league this year. 
The difference between eight teams and seven teams cannot be overstated. With eight teams, although everyone would make the playoffs, there would be no bye weeks and every team would be forced to play in the quarterfinals. With seven teams, logistically this becomes a nightmare. Not only would we have to have a bye week each week for one team, but booking fields becomes a lot harder. With eight teams and four games each week, you can book two fields for two games each week. But with only seven teams and playing three games, you're forced to book two fields for one game and then one field for the other game. More importantly, the more teams there are in the league, the more variety it gives. This means more matchups, more players to watch, and a better variety when it comes to competition and games. With only seven teams, playing the same set of teams can become cumbersome as the league familiarizes itself with the same names and the same outcomes. That being said, if you or anyone you know is interested in playing the Goan Soccer League, please reach out to the executive committee as they can help you find a team and they can help create as many teams as possible so we can keep this league going in the future. That's it for the news. We're now going to go one by one for each of the remaining teams and we're going to talk about three things. The first thing we'll talk about is how they did last season. Then we're going to think about what to expect from them for this season. Finally, I'll talk about the goal for each team for this upcoming season. When it comes to the goal, anyone could say, oh, the goal should always be to win the championship. While that is ideal, for many teams and many players, what they want to see most is to be competitive and to see progress from the previous year. Just a quick disclaimer, as many of you know, I do play on the Aldena soccer team, but I will try and remain as unbiased as I can whenever making this podcast. We have seven teams to get through, so let's jump right in. We'll start off with Donna Paula. Donna Paula, formerly known as Old Goa, entered the league in 2014. They had a somewhat rough start to their first season in the GSL as they set their record for the most goals allowed in at 60 goals for the first season. Although this was a bad statistic to start off with, this was understandable as the team was comprised of almost all 16 to 18 year olds that had never played in the league before and had never played with each other. Although they showed some sparks of talent, it came down to a lack of experience and they had a rough first outing in the GSL. The next year, they changed their name to Donna Paula. Now, I'm not sure if this was due to cultural reasons or someone on the team. Either way, they're now known as Donna Paula, even though most of the league still thinks of them as Old Goa, which is kind of counterintuitive because they were actually the youngest team in the league. And there was already a team called Old Goa that was kind of the oldest players in the league back in the day. So I'm not really sure what happened with all these name changes, but I think Donna Paula makes sense going forward. So from now on, we're just going to call them by their name, Donna Paula. As far as what to expect of them from this season, they had a much better outing last season. Although they were the only team not to make the playoffs, losing to Dabalim in a crucial last game of the season, they showed a lot of progress from the previous year. They didn't let in nearly as many goals and were much more competitive in games, resulting in some ties against teams that they traditionally would have struggled against. Having another year under their belts, I think this year we can expect them to be more competitive. This means closer games and really making teams work against them. I think the goal for the Donna Paula team this year should be not to finish in last place. Now, although that sounds really condescending and maybe it doesn't sound like it's a goal, I think for a team that finished last in their first and second season and didn't make the playoffs last year, I think this is a good goal and a realistic goal. They should try and be more competitive in their games, try and get some more wins, and maybe finish above a team. This means that not only would they have a better playoff seed, but it would mean they're no longer the bottom of the league. Next up, we have Mopsa, known as Margao's B team. Mopsa was formed by Margao because they had too many players on their first team, but don't get me wrong, they're not a washout team. 
Marga is known for their incredible talent and they actually train with Mopsa each week. This means that Mopsa is getting incredible experience from the veterans of the Margao team. Although Mopsa is similar to Donna Paula in that they're primarily comprised of younger and experienced players, because they have been practicing with Margao each week, they've been getting guidance from these veterans and that means that they are much further ahead than Donna Paula was. Although they were much closer in games, they didn't manage to get enough wins to finish high on the table and as a result finish in the seventh seed. I think going forward this season, I would expect them to finish in the sixth or seventh seed. This is because although they have great leadership from Margao and great experience from practicing with them, I'm not sure about their roster. Many of their players are unknown and as such, it's kind of hard to evaluate the talent on their roster. But from what I saw last season, they have a lot of talented players, but as soon as they go down a goal or are losing the game, they tend to fall apart. Some more discipline on their team and ability to come back in games would really help them go a long way. I think the goal for the Mopsa team should be trying to achieve at least the fifth seed in the league. This means that they'd have a better playoff position and could possibly win a quarterfinal game. Last season, they only barely lost to Aldena in the quarterfinals 1-0, so many people might feel that this goal isn't ambitious enough. I feel like the goal of making the semifinals is good for Mopsa, as this is their only second year in the league, so they have a long way to go and can get much better over time. I think by trying to finish fifth and make it to possibly a semifinal, that would be a great season for them. Next up we have Kolva. Kolva has always been a mystery in this league and kind of a dark horse, and they're very, very hard to speak about and predict. The reason for this is that the team is primarily composed of veterans that are tend to be older with a smattering of younger unknown talent. The team is led by their captain Ryan Santiago, who's also their center defender, and I think he is key to the success. It wasn't too long ago that Colva surprised the entire league and finished as the first seed overall, but then when they went to the playoffs, they lost to the last seed Navalim in the quarterfinals. This underlines Colva's inconsistencies. Although they have an extremely talented roster, they tend to play different week to week. You never know what you can expect with them. Some weeks they're scoring 3-4 goals, the next week they're conceding 3-4 goals and can't make a shot on net. Discipline has also been a problem with the Colva team, as they usually have players showing up late to games, and you never know if they're going to have enough players to play each game. The team has flirted with folding as well, but each year they seem to manage to make a team, and I hope they do every year, because they're a great addition to the league. They bring a veteran presence to the league, while staying calm and composed for the most part, and bring competition to almost every game they play. They've been a solid mid-table team for a long time now, and I think that their goal should be to challenge in the playoffs. Although Colva usually fares pretty well during the regular season, it's been a while since they've made a long playoff run. I think for them, the minimum goal for them should be trying to win their quarterfinal game and make it to the semifinals. Next up, Lotulam. Lotulam have been a powerhouse for a number of years, and that's why they were extremely disappointed to finish fourth in the league last year and be knocked out in the semifinals by Margao. Although fourth place in the league is nothing to slouch at, for a team of Lotulim's caliber, it's not acceptable. Last year they also lost control of their divisional title, losing it to Aldana in the last game of the season. I think Lotulim players will look back on last season as a disappointment, but will look forward to this season as a very promising one. I expect Lotulim to bounce back this season, and I think they're going to do everything possible to win back their divisional title and make it back to the finals. When it comes to team goal for Lotulam, it's championship or bust. A team with that amount of talent can't sell for anything less. I know they've won a lot of championships in the past and made it to the finals multiple times, but one of the best things about Lotulam is they never settle. They never rest on their championships or their titles or their talent or their players. Every year they come out hungry and I think they have one of the best winning mentalities in the league. 
This is the reason why that whenever you're playing Lotalum, no matter what the score, you know the game isn't over until the last whistle. I remember last year in the semifinals they were playing Margao, and although Margao came out really strong and scored some goals, Lotalum never gave up and slowly clawed their way back into the game. Next up we have the defending champions, the Aguada Waves. Aguada shocked the league last year in the 20th anniversary on national television. Now by national television I mean like Rogers Channel, like 680 probably played at 3 a.m. but still it was on television broadcasted the final and Aguada won 1-0 against the Margao Simba. This was truly a massive upset as Marga had never lost a game the entire season leading up to this result. I think I among with everyone else thought Marga would definitely win but it just goes to show this league is unpredictable and you're never sure at any moment who's going to win. As defending champions a lot of people would assume that Aguada's goal should be win the championship again this year. Although that's true, I'm not sure how realistic that would be for Aguada this season. Don't get me wrong, they have a lot of talent on their roster and a lot of young players. The problem with the Aguada always seems to be the consistency. Although Croydon DeMello has assumed the captaincy for a number of years and steadied the ship, it seems like they are constantly breaking out into fights in the middle of games and as a result have inconsistent performances week to week. One week they're losing to Colva 3-0, the next they're winning the semifinals and heading to the championship game. I think Aguado's goal should be to make it to the final again this year and do their best to defend their championship. However, if my predictions are correct, I don't see Aguada making the final this year. Then again, I don't think I would have picked them to make the final last year, and look, they won the entire league, so what do I know? And now we come to Aldena, the team I play for. As I said before, because I play for the team, I am a little bit biased. But don't worry, I'm going to stay as objective as possible and set realistic goals for the team this year. But rather than talk about the team myself, I'd like to bring in a special guest. Hello? Jason, how's it going? It's Wendell from the GSL Podcast. Hey, Wendell. How you doing, man? Good, man. Thanks for being on the show today. Hey, yeah, uh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. I'm uh, really, uh, <laughs> really looking forward to your GSL Podcast, and I hope, uh, hope I can uh, do a good job here for you. So uh, what we're doing today for the first episode is we're going through each team and kind of talking about how they did last year, what to expect from them this year, and finally, kind of the team goal, uh, what were the goals of that team for this upcoming season. So I tackled a bunch of them. Uh, when it comes to Alden, obviously I play on the team, so I'm a little bit biased, but wanted to talk to you as the captain and also the reigning uh, GSL MVP and see, see what you think about the team. So when it comes to Alden, sure. for you and the team, uh, how, how do you feel that Alden did last season? Well, for Alden, I, I think we really stepped up as a team on the offenses and especially on the defensive end. We focused on commitment and dedication before the season started, and we actually saw it play out uh, through the whole season for through the practices and the games. This kind of means like the punctuality and the contributions from every player. We went from being a decent team in the last five years to being a team that now other teams kind of respect a lot more. We also acquired key pieces, and we have a lot of youth on our team that are kind of like growing up with us, uh, growing up with veterans and kind of learning how to play, learning how to play with each other, I know it takes some time, but I feel like the results are kind of already showing. You know, um, I, can, I can prove this by saying to you straight up that we won division champs this year and we finished second in the standings for, for the whole season. Not to mention, on the defensive end there, we only had seven goals scored against, which I think is a huge step up for our team in the right direction of where we want to see uh, Aldona go in the future. Yeah, so I, th I think uh, when, when other teams think of Aldona, I think traditionally they've definitely thought of us as a, as a very defensive-minded team, a very tall team, a very big team. I don't think they've really thought of Aldona as a possession-based team or an offensive team. And I think what turned around last year was that there was a lot more offense being generated. There was a lot more goals being scored. Now, 
being honest with you, though, I do feel like amongst the league, they kind of look at last season as a one-off, maybe a fluke. I think uh, Aldna had a great season and won the division championship, kind of stole it away from Lotulam in the last game of the season. But I don't think people yeah. really expect uh, Aldna to repeat that kind of performance. So when it comes to this season, what, what, what can the league expect from Aldna? Well, what, what, I can, what you can expect from us is to surpass uh, our pace from last year pretty much. So we kind of have the team. We have good team unity. We have, have the strides. We have the dedication and the commitment from our team kind of to put in the hard work, the effort. Uh, if that means having two practices, if that means uh, getting guys, the veteran guys on our team to, to kind of influence and, and show us how to do things through practices, through in-games, kind of giving us support from the bench. Um, you can expect us to see us defending our, our trophy and fighting for the championship this year. You can expect to come out and see the passion, the, the fight, and uh, the steadily growing fans that we've created. Other teams can expect to not take us lightly anymore. Yeah, okay. So then, I mean, as, as the captain of Aldena, obviously, you're a leadership figure. You have to be responsible for the team and your goals. What do you tell your team at, you know, practices, at games? What are your, what are your goals for Aldena this year? What would you consider a successful season? Okay, so I'm going to kind of talk about some of the goals that I really think, and, and I'll kind of talk about at the end off of what I personally tell my teammates at the end there. So, for me personally, my goals this season as a captain is to be there for my team through the good and through the bad. So this kind of means like on the field and off the field. I want to do this by leading by example. The leaders on the team, such as Garrick, Mark, yourself, and Byron, have worked really hard to kind of push us in the right direction. We've kind of created a family type environment on our team where every player is able to hang out, build that team chemistry, the trust, the willingness to fight for each other. So my goal is to have a team where everyone can provide insight, thoughts, and, and kind of share opinions for our team development. With everyone kind of feeling like they have a voice on the team and everyone feeling like they will be heard, it kind of promotes what I feel is, is team comfortability, unity, satisfaction. I plan on being a little more firm with the slackers on the squad and kind of reward the committed. It's no hard feelings, and it's not personal, but the business is business. You come here, you show up, you give the effort, uh, you you, you show uh, through practice that you want you want minutes on the field and you kind of perform and you will definitely uh, we will definitely reward you. On a personal level, I want to be more organized, kind of create a team dynamic. Uh, sorry, create a creative team dynamic where the game is very enjoyable for fans, uh, for teammates, and keep doing what I do and what I have been doing, which is kind of giving it a 150% on the field and making it as difficult as I can for opposing teams to score. So. I kind of want to give it, I kind of want to lead by example on the field when, you know, when everyone on my team sees that I'm playing so hard, I want that to kind of motivate them to kind of also perform 150% on the field. And I believe if everybody performs 150% on the field, I see big things for our team in the future. So obviously leading by example, you want to put in your, your full effort, you want to give your full defensive energy. I think the energy and defensive quality you brought to the team, and as you said, only seven goals the entire season. That's a great, that's a great uh, stat for the team. Uh, the less goals you can see, and the yeah. easier it is to win games. So I think that's what re resulted in you winning the MVP last season uh, at the finals. You were at the finals watching the game when they announced MVP. Tell me, uh, tell me honestly, were, were you surprised when you won? H how did you feel when they announced your name as MVP? <laughs> honestly, man, I, I was I was really surprised to hear my name being called. I was 
I was kind of a little shocked uh, as I went up there to uh, receive the trophy. And, you know, to be honest, I'm fully aware. I've been in the league now for, you know, six, I would say seven years. And I'm fully aware of the talent that's present in our league, guys that can do crazy things. Um, but being honest, as soon as I got, up to, got back to my team with the trophy in my hand, I kind of went really nuts. I was really excited and I felt really appreciated. So, you know, I went to the, I went to the finals as I do every year to watch it. And it was truly an amazing match, and it was a good trophy ceremony. And I was honored to go up there and receive it in person. And overall, it was a really good experience for me. It definitely motivates me to kind of, you know, push harder and, and you know, kind of tell myself that this won't be the only MVP trophy that I receive in my future. So yeah. that well, whole hopefully. idea in my head is, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Hopefully, hopefully it's uh, many more trophies uh, in the future for you. I think if you keep up the energy, <laughs> yeah. keep up the defensive record, I think, uh, I think that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm hoping for it, and uh, yeah. So just to, just to close out the interview, uh, th- thanks for coming on. It's uh, it's nice to get your point of view. Nice to get some other voices on the podcast. Just some quick uh, bullet questions for you. You got to answer right off the top of your head first, and then comes to mind. Which team <laughs> okay. this year is going to stand between Aldena and a championship? I would say uh, just because it's been a team that's always you know uh, always been up there at the Margot. Okay, I think I would agree with that. If you were to name one player on Aldena, and you can't name yourself and you can't name me, name the one player you feel is going to be the most crucial to Aldena winning a championship this year. Oof. Right off the top of my head here, um, I would say Derek right there in the center back with me. Okay. He's very versatile, plays many different positions, uh, and I would say Garrick. Okay, and last question. As a central defender, obviously you have to go up against all the center forwards of the league. And personally, from knowing you, I, I don't believe you fear any player in this league. I think you, I think you know you can match up with them in, in height and size, and I, I don't think you're the type of player that gets scared. So I'm going to phrase the question this way. Which center forward or player, when you're guarding them, do you feel is the biggest challenge to you as a defender? Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't really get scared of anybody, but if I had to pick one right now off the top of my head, I would say Lester from Aguada is, you know, you got to keep your eye on that guy because uh, he's deceivingly fast. He has quick lateral movements, and if you take your eye off him for a second, uh, he's gone. So he's, he's one guy that uh, I always got to make sure that I'm fully alert of, fully aware of, yeah. That's one guy. Okay, perfect. Well, I look forward to the Leicester battles uh, between him and yourself this year against Aguada. Aguada is <laughs> always too. a rival of ours. Always a good game, so I think I think it should be good. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining me on the podcast, man. I, I think you've been a great guest, and hopefully you'll be able to come on uh, again in the future. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. All right. Have a good day, Jason. Well, there you have it. You heard it from the man himself, Jason D'Souza, the GSL 2015 MVP and the captain of the Aldona soccer team. So moving on to last but definitely not least, the Margao Simba. Now, I think everyone knows about Margao, but if you're not sure, this team has been an absolute dynasty the past five, six, seven years. They pretty much picked up the reign from where Para left over and have been appearing in the finals almost every single year. They've won five championships, which is only two less than the record set by Para at seven. Since Para folded, I, this is a record that I don't think is going to last very long, and I think Margao is definitely going to take it soon. 
They've won the division and the entire league almost every single year for the past five years, including some seasons where they go the entire season without even losing or tying a single game. A couple seasons ago, they only let in one goal the entire season. So as you can tell, this team is an absolute powerhouse. As for how they did last season, once again, they won the league without dropping a point or losing or tying a game. They cruised through their quarterfinal game, their semifinal game, and they landed in the finals against uh, a Guada team who they'd actually lost to in 2013. History repeated itself and they lost to Guada 1-0. And after watching the full finals, I can say that I think this is a game that Margot definitely lost. Um, if you go on YouTube, the full game is available on YouTube for those of you that missed it. Um, you can search GSL Final 2015. It'll come up on the YouTube page. But basically, I feel like Margot didn't play to their strengths, didn't play their best game. They had a lot of turnovers, a lot of missed chances. Whereas Aguada had one penalty, a couple chances, but really just came down to the penalty shot that was a good finish and a good, uh, good goal-scoring chance for them. And that ended up winning them the game and the championship won nothing. This is a team that's going to be hungry for revenge. What to expect from the, this season? I honestly think it's going to be a repeat of last season. I think they're going to cruise through the league once again. I don't think they're going to go through the entire season this year without tying or losing a game. Now, I'm not going to be crazy enough to say they're going to lose a game for the first time in like three years of the regular season. But I don't think they're going to collect maximum points. I do think they're going to win the league again. I do think they'll finish first overall. And I do think they'll make the finals. Um, but I don't think that they're going to have a perfect season again. Whether or not this means them losing in the finals or whether or not this means they just drop a game during the regular season is yet to be determined. But I think Margot is going to come back this year looking for revenge and looking to repeat their perfect season again. As far as team goal for Margot, well, I just said it. I think they just need to win the championship and just keep winning championships as long as they have this roster. The crazy, scary thing about Margot is their roster is still relatively young. They have a lot of young talent, a lot of underrated talent, and they're just so complete as a team from front to back. And it doesn't seem like they're going to slow down anytime soon. So I think Margot is going to be a team to fear and the team to beat this year. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the podcast. Thanks for sticking with it. The episode went a little bit longer than I'd like just because it is the first episode. We did have a player interview. We had a lot of material to get through. I think you can expect future episodes to not be anywhere near this long. But as you can tell from the interview with Jason, it's great to have some other voices on the podcast. Great to get other people's opinion, get some insight into other players. I'd like to have players from all the other teams um, on the podcast. doesn't have to be alternate players. It can be anyone, even rival teams. I want everyone to be on the show and voice the perspective from their team and their point of view. So please, please, please do email the GSL podcast at gmail.com. You can also message me on Facebook, Wendell Mascarenas, if you want to be involved in the show. And uh, you don't need any prior experience. It's really just a phone call interview. And we can go through some topics of discussion and hash things out. Hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. Please, if you have any feedback, you can also email me or message me. Please encourage your friends and family to listen to it. A lot of people that used to be in the league may want to stay connected to the league. And this is going to be a great way for everyone to keep in touch, uh, find out match results, previews, predictions, things like that. I did promise that I would end the podcast with my predictions for this end of the season. And as my predictions go, I will keep track of them and see how I fare at the end of the season so that I'm held accountable. Assuming it's the same seven teams in the league, I would predict Margo number one, Lotalum number two, Aldana number three, Aguada number four, Mopsa making the jump to number five, Colva number six, and bringing up the rear Donna Paula at seven. It's not a shot at Donna Paula. I just feel like they just need more experience on their team and they're going to be getting better. For those of you that uh, remember when Navalin first came in the league, they were an absolute joke. 
and they got destroyed in every every single game. They finished eighth season eighth seed in the league. They never won a game. And then they went to the finals. They got better and better. And then they were finishing a solid fourth or fifth every single year and challenging the playoffs. So I really think Donna Paula being a young team can challenge later on. But I just think it's too early to, for them right now. But as I said, crazy things happen in this league. So what do I know? That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe on iTunes. You can go on iTunes to the podcast section and search for the GSL podcast. If you have an iPhone or a smartphone, they come with a podcast app. Just go on your phone search GSL and subscribe and it'll download every new episode automatically for you over Wi-Fi whenever it's available and it'll give you a notification so you never have to wonder when the next episode is or things like that. If you don't have a smartphone, you can go to www.soundcloud.com slash the GSL podcast and listen to all the episodes there. Thanks a lot and I'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode. in the podcast simply because you can fucking get everybody else everybody else can be shit scared of aldona fuck you all right